Hello, hello, mama. I cannot tell you what an honor it is that you're here with me. Like, it just means the world. It's the coolest thing. I don't even understand how podcasting works. Like, it's so strange to sit here alone and get to speak to you in your ear. And it just blows me away. God is so cool. Technology is so cool. Some of it, you know, I feel about technology, but there are cool aspects to it. And I'm just blown away. So thanks for being here and taking time and just being ready to do this growth, to do this healing. It's uh, not easy work. Um, Yeah, parenting is not easy. Like none of the things you're doing are easy. You are so strong. You are so courageous. It is incredible. And I'm really excited to be here with you today. We're going to continue our series on uh, teaching our kids and just talking through some different things that uh, we want to make sure we're teaching our kids. And uh, from my opinion, you know, I'm still a new mom, but I know God has revealed a lot to me about um, some things that I need to make a priority. And so today I'm going to share with you uh, just something that I found, you know, I don't know if you can relate to feeling perfectionistic in things and struggling with that and struggling with comparison and all of that. And I think it could be so easy to pass all of that down to our kids, but I want to create a new narrative. Like I do not want my kids to struggle with that. And I mean, they live in our world that is broken. And so I'm sure there's going to be some of that, but I want to do everything I can to protect them from that and to not, uh, allow my old ways of thinking to become their new ways of thinking. And so we're going to talk about that today, just kind of a mindset shift on how to, to look at them a little bit differently. And I'm really excited. And before we jump in though, I just want to remind you, if you've been around here for a few episodes, you're hanging out, do me a big favor. I love creating free content for you. Like it's amazing. It's a big blessing on my life, but it's so helpful when you take a second and leave a review. It just gets this podcast more visible, more mamas can find it so they can work on this hope and the healing that uh, is found here. And so if you've been loving it, please go into Apple Podcasts, uh, leave a starred review and a written review. And uh, not only does it help it be more visible for other moms. Uh, but it just encourages me so much. Like your stories. Oh my gosh. They mean the world to me. It's, it's what keeps me going when I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I putting so much sweat and tear and blood into this? Like, what is the purpose? Oh, right. For this, for this story. So I thank you for all of you that have done that. And, um, if you haven't yet, please just take a second, pause this episode and go do that. And I cannot thank you enough for that. And without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Okay, so I, like I said, and if you've been around here for a minute, you know how much I struggle with comparison um, and inadequacy and perfectionism. Um, and I think that's so many of us. And for me, that's a big reason why I'm not really present on social media. Like, 
<laughs> if you've ever found me on Instagram, you're like, uh, does she ever post? And um, pretty much no, every once in a while. <laughs> but part of that is because I have struggled with it in the past. And uh, scrolling kind of triggers my inadequacy a lot. Um, I mean, not to mention it's a huge time waste. And that's kind of the main reason I think I've gotten better about the comparison thing on social media, but, uh, now I'm like, I just value my time. There's so many things I could be doing better than this right now. So, um, side note on that, but (laughs) that is reason. Like I got, uh, kind of detached from social media like a decade ago because I just always struggled with it. And so this is kind of a theme in my life, but I don't know. I like had this moment recently where I just realized like, how far God had taken me, um, and the healing work he'd done in me and helped me shift my mindsets. And I'll tell you the story. And, you know, I know this is still going to be a battle in the future, but it was just this cool moment that I wanted to kind of, uh, share with you so that maybe you could take this on for yourself. Um, and so this is, you know, thinking about our kids and how easy, at least for me, it is to compare my kids. Just like I compare myself to other people. I can compare my kids to other kids, right? Like, you know, especially nowadays, there's so much information out there about what age kids should be doing things and uh, what this means if they're not doing it or what they should be good at. And there's such an emphasis on education and all of these things and doing things in a certain timeline and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, there's you're always hearing stories about other kids and their achievements because there's all that information out there on social media and the world. And so all I just say, like, we all know how easy it is to, uh, have that comparison, like right before our eyes, right before our fingertips. Um, and I can easily fall into that. I have in the past for sure. Like, especially when my kids were babies, I would always be like, okay, oh, look, they did it at this age. And then I would Google, like, what does this mean? If at this age they did this thing, what does it mean? Like usually in a good way, like I, I wanted to be like, wow, look how smart they are. Look how awesome they are. And, uh, I want to warn you with that one too. Uh, just because you're, uh, trying on the opposite end, not like out of worry or like, uh, Oh, I wonder if they're okay. I wonder if they're growing. Okay. Like if you're doing on the opposite end of trying to prove how smart they are, it's going to lead to the same end any kind of comparison is going to lead to a feeling of inadequacy. Um, my pastor says comparison is the root of all inadequacy or all inferiority. And I think that's so true. So whether it's like positive comparisons and comparison, comparison, (laughs) like, Hey, I'm better than you because I did this at this age, whether it's that or like the other end, it doesn't matter it's all going to lead to more feelings of inadequacy and inferiority. So keep that in mind. So I used to fall into that all the time. I would constantly be searching and like trying to prove how smart my baby was. Anyone else there? Anyone else been there? And I, I think I've slowed down on that over the years, especially having a second child and like being able to see just how different they are. Like those things really don't matter. Like these kids are just so different and unique and there's really no point in searching that because it doesn't really tell me anything that I need to know. And so I have grown out of that. And maybe that's when God did some of this healing work when I got my second child, but there was a situation that came up recently where, uh, there's one of my son's friends that he spends a lot of time with. They get, uh, kind of babysat together sometimes. And, I had heard, you know, these stories about, um, him and this, this other little boy is like a year younger. And so in the past, it could have been such an easy place to 
get trapped in, like comparing and uh, either feeling like I had to try to prove myself. Isn't it funny how we like attach our own worth to how our kids do? Like, it's so weird that we look at them and, and their achievements and what they do. And it's it, in our minds, it says something about our worth and who we are. It's a big problem, isn't it? Right. And that's why we're talking about this is because we are passing down the mindsets that we hold, whether we're aware of those mindsets or not, we're passing them down. And so if we continue to see our worth through our children's accomplishments, what are we going to be teaching them? Right? Like we're going to perpetuate this idea of perfectionism and comparison and earning our worth, right? Like we all want to stop striving. We all want to get out of this is probably like the biggest lie that moms struggle with is feeling inadequate. And so if we want to give our kids uh, the gift of freedom from that, like we're trying to get for ourselves, we have got to stop uh, passing it down. We've got to stop using our kids to, to show us our worth. And so I easily could have fallen into this in the past, not speaking to you like, oh my gosh, you're a terrible mom for doing that. I'm saying I was that mom for so long and I'm sure I will have many more moments in the future where I do do that because I'm human and I'm still growing. But I, yeah, at this moment where I learned, I heard this, this, my son's friend, he was just so good with alphabet and, uh, and I really think it's actually kind of phenomenal, like how good he is at this age. Like it just blows my mind anyways. Um, but I, my son is not, at that place with the alphabet. And I so easily in that moment in the past would have like gone to a place of shame, like, oh my gosh, I'm not teaching him enough. Uh, I'm not good, a good enough mom. Or like, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with him. Maybe, you know, he's not as smart as I thought. I mean, you know, all these things, right? But I actually had this really amazing epiphany in that moment. And I don't even know, it's such a God thing. Um, just a testament to how he's healed me and, and worked through me. But I don't know. I had this moment where I was like, this actually is so interesting. Like, this is so interesting because this tells us something about this other little boy and what he's going to be good at, like what he might be called to do someday. And it tells me so much about my son and who God made him to be and what he might be called to do someday. Like, this is so interesting. And I almost like found myself in this place of curiosity, which we know curiosity is so good. It's like one of the best skill sets you can have. Um, and yeah, not that I really feel like this was God in me. This is not bragging on my strengths because this is not how my mind usually goes, but I just looked at him in wonder. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so interesting. Like, what does this mean? Like, how, how, what do we, how, what is he good at? And I started thinking through all the things he was good at and thinking of the things that he wasn't really as interested in or wasn't as good at. And it just like made me so curious and excited to get to see like the skills and the talents and the gifts that are inside of him and what it means. It's like these clues for what he's going to go and do in the world someday. Like, that's one of my favorite things to think about is like, what are my kids going to do when they're adults? Like what, you know, I mean, uh, who are they going to become for sure? Like, what does that look like? What kind of people are they going to be? But it's just also a curiosity about like, what are they going to do with their lives? Like, what what kind of job are they going to have? What kind of interest are they going to have? Like, what, what does that look like? And so I got so excited because it was almost like this 
this secret window into that future where I could kind of begin peering and and seeing like what might be there. And we don't want to take it too far where we're like adding pressure and, you know, like jumping ahead to the future. But if we just like take this lightly and, and as something fun, um, it's so fun to think about like and, and imagine like what that might mean, what all these things might mean. And so this is the idea that I want to share with you today is looking at what our kids are not good at like the things they struggle with and using it as clues to what they might be called to do someday to looking at really looking at it as clues to what their gifts might be to how how God's going to piece all of these things together and I know like this idea is cool and all but it I know it also might be really challenging because you know one we're just talking about how many of us struggle with this idea of perfectionism and comparison. And we live in a world of social media that just constantly perpetuates this idea of comparison and, and looking at other people's, uh, you know, edited, idealized images, and we compare ourselves to that. And so we're constantly in this. And then Pinterest world of this is uh, the ideal of how everything can look. And it's kind of amped up everything, right? Like, you look at birthday parties uh, 50 years ago, none of them looked anywhere near what like a normal birthday party looks like now. Like there's not even, not even a comparison. And, and, and I think social media and Pinterest and all these things have, have done this. And I'm not saying they're all evil, like there's good in them. Um, you know, obviously used with discretion, but there's also a lot of bad that has come from them and this, or just things we need to be careful of. Uh, because now we look at a birthday party and we feel like we have to like make it look like it can go on Pinterest. Right. And we have to go all out and gosh, and it's, it's great. If you do that, if you love that, that's amazing. And like, there's no, nothing wrong with that, but all of us feel the pressure. At least a lot of us feel the pressure to do that in some way, whether it's birthday party, whether it's school, whether it's our homes, whether it's whatever our faces, like all of it. And so we, we struggle with this and it's reinforced by the content that we consume all the time. And so we're constantly thinking through this lens and we grew up, you know, most of us in traditional schooling, which has a big emphasis really kind of on comparison and performance and, uh, you know, just being good at all of these things. And that's what makes you good, which we're going to talk about in a minute. And so we, a lot of us have this mindset very ingrained in us and we, we, we see things through that. And when we see things through something, it's so hard to stop it because that's just how we see the world. And so one, we're often not aware of it. We're not often aware of how that comes out in the way we speak and what we do, but it is coming out. And so it's so hard to like take on this new mindset because that's where we're at. And then number two, uh, a lot of our schools, if your kid's in a traditional school, it, it continues to pe- perpetuate this belief. Now, I'm not, I don't know that much about education, honestly. Like I have not like gone in and done all the research and found the best type of schooling and, and learned all of those things. And my kids are in like a traditional Christian school and, uh, for now. And so I, I'm not against the educational system, but I see a lot of flaws in it too. And I love a lot of like the new things people are doing with education because of this reason, like it's all about performance and like, you gotta get all these good grades. And if you don't like it says something about your worth, right? Like when it's all these random topics that we're not supposed to be good at all of them. And now, 
you know, we're going to talk about discipline in a moment. And there is something good that that school does that helps us become disciplined and learn how to learn and all of these things. But there's also aspects of it where it's like we can so easily get caught in this mindset of uh, just trying to earn our worth and and show to everyone that we're good enough through these things that don't actually matter. And so we're used to looking at weaknesses as a problem. We're used to looking at weaknesses as something that gets in the way of being worthy. Like that's that's how we've always seen our weaknesses, most of us. It's like, oh, I have this weakness and uh, it's it shows everyone that I'm not good enough. But what if we actually got it all wrong? What if weaknesses aren't weaknesses at all? They're like this part, like it, it just reveals our purpose. It reveals our design because we can't be good at everything. Like that's, it wouldn't be any fun really. Like then everyone would have the same skills and there would be, I don't know, no creativity, no, no variety. Like it would all ever, you know, it just wouldn't be exciting, but we each have these different things in us and one is not better than another. And so when we're weak in one area, It just means that's not what we're called to do. And it kind of like narrows down the direction, narrows down the trajectory of our lives. So I just wonder what would happen if we started to see our kids and I mean, really ourselves, right? Because we all know that for sure is a struggle for ourselves too. So as we teach our kids, hopefully we can teach ourselves. And really we, if we want to teach our kids this, we got to start with ourselves because remember our mindsets get passed down to them if we're not careful or like when we're unaware of them. And so we do need to teach this to ourselves first. But what if we saw ourselves and our kids and all of humanity through this lens of uh, really this curiosity of like, okay, that's a weakness for you. Interesting. Okay, so what is your strength then? And, And every time we saw one of these weaknesses come up, we looked at it as like, oh, another clue. This is so exciting. We're getting to know more about how you're made. Now, I know, you know, sometimes a weakness can mean something more. Sometimes a weakness can mean there's a disability there. Sometimes it means there's a diagnosis there. Sometimes it means that we need to implement more discipline and we need to help our kids with structure and we need to uh, just support them in that way. Those things can be real. But even like with a diagnosis or a disability, like, what if it's still a clue, right? Like we call it a disability, we call it a, a diagnosis and it, it challenges us from the way that society's set up. It challenges us to succeed in the typical way of how things go. And there's nothing wrong with the typical way, like, but what if it's not right for everyone? And so what if it's still a, a, a sign? What if it's still a clue? Like, If we're disabled in this one way, it means that, well, we're not, you know, if we, you know, I was sitting here trying to think of an example of when a disability might mean that we don't do something, but it means that we can do something else, but I couldn't think of one because here's the crazy thing. Like often when people have a disability, it it can lead, say like, it can lead them away from that thing and it pushes them into something else. But sometimes it actually pushes them into the very thing where the disability lies. Like that's, that is where their purpose lies. Like we've all seen those people that are runners and they have no legs. 
like, and they, they have these, these implants of legs and now they are amazing runners. Like, that's amazing. Or I know growing up, there was uh, a man that was paralyzed. He couldn't use his arms, but he used his mouth to become the most amazing painter. Like, and so we see these things. And so really, I don't even think we can look at a disability and say like, oh, well, it doesn't mean you're going to do this, but it might mean this other thing. It actually might mean either. It might mean you're going to do the very thing where you're disabled, or it might mean that it's going to push you into a different direction. So that's like, I don't know, Uh, even in a disability, it doesn't mean, or even a diagnosis like ADHD, like that's going to make it more challenging to get through a traditional school, but maybe it means something. Maybe it shows some kind of where God is going to lead them. And now I don't believe sickness is from God. You know, I don't believe that he, he causes that, but he can use it. He can redeem it. And so, and he's often like the things that we struggle with, the the areas of weakness or that we've had to persevere through become the the breeding ground for our purpose and become the breeding ground for, for our hope and our calling. And so we can take like an ADHD diagnosis and, and maybe it's going to be this clue to what they are going to be good at in the future. And it's not going to be sitting at a desk. And so I don't know, I just want to take these things and look at them through a different lens. Now with, with discipline, I want to talk about for a minute, you know, some of it, this, I want you to ask a question. If it's, if you're thinking it's discipline, that is, uh, the weakness. Now, discipline is really important, but one, I want you to first ask, is this, is my child struggling with discipline because of the topic? Like, are there certain topics where they're like lit up, excited, so focused, so into it? Cause that's a, that's a clue. And now we do want to learn to, to press through with things that are boring or hard. Like it is an important thing. But we also need to look at the, the, the context and, and think about like, why is it so important that we all learn all of these types of math, right? Like what, what is the importance of that? And to think through it, like we don't have to think through it in this traditional black and white lens, but to think through like, is this really something that's important for my child to learn? And, you know, there is sin in the world. We all have sin. We're all human. And so uh, a lack of discipline could also mean like a, a, a sin issue where they're, they're having trouble, you know, uh, with taming their flesh and they just want to do what feels good and what is easy. Like that could be part of it. And that's something to, to look into and think about and think about how you discipline them uh, as parents and what that looks like. And so that for sure, it could be an aspect, but then it also could be a clue. So we just got to get curious about all of these things. So these weaknesses that we see, they literally don't mean anything except for being a clue about what God might have put inside of them. And you know what means even more than their weaknesses is what they are good at, what they do like, what they do enjoy. Like, look at that. Be curious about that. Focus on that. Encourage that. Emphasize that. Explore that. Like spend time with them, diving into their interests, diving into what's good, what they, what they're good at, what they enjoy. Like go with them on that road way more than you go down the weaknesses road. And I get there's going to be moments where you're going to have to help them persevere through a class or a homework situation where it's a weakness and it's really rough. And that's just part of parenting. That's just part of growing up. 
But I think we can so sometimes get so caught up in focusing only on that stuff and thinking like our kid is failing or thinking our kid is not thriving or thinking that we're failing, like whatever, or they're not as good as Johnny B over there, whatever. And I think we spend way too much time focusing on those things when really the what really matters, what what really we should be focusing on is all those things they are good at, all those things they are interested in and uh, helping them explore that and helping them find ways to press into that more and to, to really develop those skills and that interest because that is significant. That is special to them. That is way more important than any weaknesses. Now, if you you see a big weakness, like we're talking about, that might be some kind of diagnosis or disability, you don't need to ignore it. Like they might need some kind of special support or, or like, right, we can't really even think through what they need until we understand what's going on. And so we don't need to completely ignore it. Like we can explore it, uh, go through assessments, like just try and understand what's happening but we don't need to then see the results if there is a diagnosis or a disability that comes back. We don't need to see that as this like bash of like, well, my kid is broken, man, like I must have messed up or man, that's a bummer. They're never going to be like this other kid or they're never going to be like I imagined them to be. No, like this is just a clue. This is a clue to who God made them. This is a clue to what he's going to call them to be. And when we really can focus on that, when we can really encourage them and even help them see these things through that lens, I mean, how much more are they going to be ready to pursue calling, to be courageous, to to go into the world when it's time and, and to be ready to fight for what they love to do and to not just sit in a mundane old job where they're just going in there day in, day out and not making a, a difference or not feeling alive. Like they're going to learn how to press in to what they're good at, how to press into what their interests are. Now, again, I just have to and was saying, don't forget about the discipline. Discipline is important. Like they also need, you know, I know this generation of kids, I don't know, it sounds so old calling them kids, young adults that are growing up. Uh, they are kind of all about the calling, all about what they like, and they don't know how to, uh, a lot of them, this is very general, generalizing, but they don't know how to just put their head down and plow the field and do something that's boring and they don't like and is not fun. Because that is that is also a part of life. That is also a part of uh, growing up and, uh, you know, you know, you don't just jump into your dream job right away. Like you've got to do some hard work to get there. Like it takes, it takes a while. And so, you know, not neglecting the discipline aspect, not neglecting the, the pushing through the hard stuff to pushing through the boring stuff, but just not looking at those weaknesses, not looking at that as some, uh, definitive thing about who they are or even anything about who they are or anything about who you are as a parent, like just to look at things through a different lens. And I'm so excited. Um, I believe that our children and ourselves really and our husbands are going to be so blessed if we can reframe how we see things and begin to just look at each other as uh, these amazing creations of God that have all these treasures and clues hidden that we get to continue to discover. So I'm excited. Let me pray for you. 
God, I thank you for how you made each of us so unique. I thank you that there's different gifts in each of us that uh, are such a blessing, God, that we get to enjoy using them, that we get to bring them to the world and bless others. And uh, it's so cool how you did it all, God. And I'm just in awe of you. And I just pray for every mama that's listening, Lord, first of all, that she could see herself in this way, God, that you made her so uniquely, God, and her weaknesses, uh, they don't define her, God. That's not who she is. You have all put all these gifts in her. Why is she looking at what's lacking? Like there's so much there. And so I just pray that you would help her flip the script, help her to see what, what is there and stop looking at what's not there because that's not for her. And I pray that as she does that, God, you would help her to see her kids through that lens, that you would help her to not even for a second feel like she needs to compare or prove their worth or prove her worth, God, that she would just see them as these amazing creations, these gifts from you, God, and you would just show her how to foster their gifts, how to foster their passions, Lord, so that they could become these amazing world changers that you're calling them to be. God, you're so good. Thanks for trusting us to raise these amazing kids. What a privilege, God. You're so good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.